live on SEN Track. Welcome to the Friday Form Panel with Jason Bonington and Dan Malecki. Welcome back to the Friday Form Panel. Now we're after 11, we can really get stuck in. So... My numbers in race two were, were four, six, five, and three, as mentioned. I reckon one of the, the keys here, you would normally look at a race like this, and it, well, A, number one, your point is very well made, and that it's a 2,760-metre race, but is it really? I mean, there's going to be no pressure, is there? But the, the truth is there might not be that much pressure in the actual derby because, um, yeah, they... They don't program enough of these races, so horses are generally not acclimatised. But back in the day, you know, the real Sherlock and Final Collector, both former Kiwis, well, the real Sherlock might go back. I'm not sure what the plans are with the real Sherlock, but they're, they're both raced in New Zealand, and you would normally think, that, oh, okay, they'll have more significant exposure, but that's just not the case. The real Sherlock's only gone around over a long trip on one occasion. That was in the Great North of Derby, which is one of the... The, the great three-year-old races in New Zealand and, and finished well down the track and Final Collect hasn't seen one. So we are, in, in a way, we're going in slightly blind, but I I take your point. Basically, it's 2,760 metres, but the first the first 2,300, um, you're going to... Ha- you, you, I hope you've got some lines prepared anyway, Dan, that you can, you can trot out because <laughs> yeah, I, well, I, I, don't, I don't think you're going to be describing the action. Yeah, we might have to collaborate on something there for the first mile and a half of that race. Um, I think it's probably, well, there's no pressure horses there. And if there was a horse to end up in front, uh, I think they would all uh, sit behind the real Sherlock. I couldn't see Louis Lawai leading all the way if the real Sherlock went up and looked him in the eye at the, you know, 200 metres after the start. So I suspect um, there will not be a lot of change in the running of that race. Right. The third event is one of the features, but it's only a half dozen horse field. The tab, Chris Howe Trotter's free for all, a free for all, and uh, Queen Lauder is a once in a generation held. There's no doubt about that. But um, whether it's thoroughbred racing or harness racing, um, small fields, um, racing pattern of Queen Elida, Mufasa Metro to find the front. Uh, the fact that I'm ready, Jet is first off from a break might assist Queen Elida here. But the last time Queen Elida was beaten. It was by Ultimate Stride, who was able to find the front comfortably in a small field. That was eight horses on that occasion, and uh, Queen Elida was narrowly beaten. I, I, look, I'm, I'm not sh- saying she will get beaten. I've got her clearly on top, but I do think I, I'm tempted to have a little bet on Mufasa Metro, who has won, so has been in front on Australian soil nine times and won six of those races. Um, loves this sort of trip, short and middle trips. Uh, beat Queen Elida home in the Great Southern Star Final. I, look, I, I'm with her. She's one of my absolute favourites, Queen Elida. But I don't know if I'd want to dive in the, into the dollar fifty, considering you know the circumstances make her, I think, nearly as vulnerable as she can be, Dan. Yeah, look, when you look at Mufasa Metro, he looks the logical leader. Now, he's not always the perfectly gated uh, trotter, particularly at the start, but don't think you'll have to work too hard. His natural gait speed here should just get him across and lead. And I couldn't uh, see John Justice um, uh, wanting to take a sit. So I think he could dominate the race. Queen of Light is not going to be all that far back. Smallish field, even if they single out early, they'll be bunched enough at the 400. Um, Mufasa Metro, if it did get a lead and then John put the, the foot down from about the 1,200 to run through some fast sectionals, make Queen of Light a work, she might still win, but it'll be, um, it'll be challenging. It, it's an advantage or advantageous barrier draw for Mufasa Metro, and he should be just cherry ripe now, third up. Um, 
I'm tipping Queen Elida. I can't go past her because she was impressive first up. I really like the way that she uh, presented herself that night. She was as good as I've ever seen her look. Um, and uh, I th think that, well, I think that she can win, firstly and foremostly. Uh, the price is a different thing. If ever we get to see a fixed odds price and an opportunity <laughs> put a bet on this race, um, uh, we'll get a better idea. If she's $1.60, you entertain it because you priced her $1.60. If she's $1.14, yeah. well, that's a completely different story and you'd yeah. look elsewhere. Um, Mafasa Metro, I think, is the one that uh, is going to give a really good sight, and I understand why that um, you've given him a really good push. I'm ready, Jet. Don't want to leave her out. She's uh, more than capable, but uh, being first up, you think whatever she's going to do, she can improve on, but you wouldn't want to leave her out. If Mafasa Metro run along, if Queen Elida got there too soon, or not soon enough, I'm ready, Jet's the one that could spoil the party for sure. But look, six, four, five, anything outside that top three, uh, would be a surprise. I think Loxley Lover first up uh, is clearly, clearly, by a long way, the next best. So yeah. six, four, five, and two. Yeah, well, after everything that I've said, I, my numbers should be the same, but I've just gone six, five, four, and two. But I do think from the prices that I saw a couple of days ago when they were available, Mufasa Metro was around, I think, $4.50. Where were they available? Yeah, no, they were up. That, for this race, they were up, I think, well... Maybe we won't talk about it. Um, I, I think four dollars fifty, four dollars sixty was what I saw somewhere. Somewhere I can't remember. I might have been watching the Disney Channel or Stan. I can't. I, I, I can't <laughs> recall where I saw them, but um, I saw a price that that certainly attracted me. I think Queen Elida was around the dollar fifty mark, and it is a funny one, isn't it? Like uh, what I've I've marked for a dollar sixty. Would I would I want to have a big bet at a dollar sixty? I'll tell you what I will be doing. I'll be having an early quad. Down with Queen Elida staggered, you know, heavily on top. But I definitely will be including Mufasa Metro and I'm ready jet in a saver. And I know that sounds crazy because you look at it and say, well, if Queen Elida wins, you're probably going to lose money on that early quality. But it doesn't always work out that way. And I'll tell you what, if you can, get, if somehow you can get her beaten, and I'd, you know, I don't, I don't want to kill Bambi, but if you can somehow get her beaten, and Mufasa Metro would be the one potentially, and I'm ready jet's obviously absolute class then it'll mean more, won't it, through through exotics and early quaddies. Sometimes you look at $1.50 versus three fifty and four fifty, and you think, well, isn't you know, people are going to bunch them all together. But the truth is, when you've got a queen of lighter in a race, if she doesn't win, the dividends for the early quaddie, for instance, explode far far more exponentially than the prices would, would traditionally suggest, I reckon. Yeah, I oh, know that. And Queen Elida carries that sort of weight where she might yeah. be a dollar fifty, and um, sometimes they blow out for no reason, pay a dollar eighty, but she still goes through the early quarter at a dollar twenty. So yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think, regardless of what price she ends up paying uh, on the on the tote, um, that she'll always go through shorter through a quaddy. A lot of people will just have a one. I've gone yeah six five four and two. Loxley Love is going to be really interesting first up from break. I can't quite work out whether. He's just acclimatising to um, to open class racing, or he's just slightly gone off the boil. I think he might have just slightly gone off the boil, but he's first up from a break. Uh, I'm ready, Jet. It should be noted has trialled very well. So typically with Andy Galino runners, you think well they'll progress through a preparation, but I'm ready, Jet. Well, it's in the name, isn't it? She seems ready. We'll get through one more race mm. before the break. 1,200-metre event. The fast track's over for the time being. It'll be back in October, I believe. But uh, we're back to having six furlong races on the Saturday night meeting. And i tell you what, there is a lot 
of early speed in this race, and it's all well. It's all about who's going to use it and who won't. I'm I'm relatively confident that Terry will win the race regardless, but you wouldn't want to try and fly out in a twelve hundred meter race and be pratted five and six deep in the early stages. How did you read this one, Daniel? Yeah, with great difficulty, oh, mm. a challenging race, and then. Um, it came to me that maybe Terry is the best horse in the race, the seven, um, and I put him on top, thinking that he won't be up on speed, but there's enough speed generated that he could finish over the top of them. So I've, I've tipped seven Terry. Eight steel screens, good short course horse, although the 1,200-metre performances don't suggest that, but I think he's going really well. Major Major's got very good 1,200-metre form uh, on the back of a decent win last start. I mean, that was a strong field. So he comes into this race pretty well as a last start winner with the opposition that he's been meeting lately and, and who he beat last time. And, um, and Diamond Eclipse was a terrific effort last time as well. You could make cases for quite a few of them. It's a 1,200-metre race. My record in it's pretty poor. But I've, gonna, uh, I've tipped seven, eight, four, and six. All right, I've gone extremely similarly as well. I'm sorry, Dan. Unfortunately, you might have to make that appointment very soon with your... GP to have a talk about this. Seven, four, eight, and six for me. Um, I can't believe Major Major paid fifty-one dollars, isn't it? In that race last up, that silver, uh, that silver. I uh, look. I think the previous run, even though it's got a duck egg next to the name, was actually pretty good from Major Major. He's not the strongest customer going around. In fact, the twelve hundred meter races, you think, are, you know, that's where Major Major lives. I don't. I don't think there's a lot of intestinal fortitude sometimes, but um, he's very quick. Terry, I've got on top. I think he's clearly the best horse in the race. And I'm sort of hoping that they're a little bit conservative early. I've got Andy Gath on Burning Questions and John Justice to talk about Mufasa Metro and Halliver as well. So that'll be be critical. But yeah, and Greg Sugars as well. But I'm I'm just thinking if a lot of these frontline runners that have got gate speed have a crack early, then Terry can just overwhelm them. And I, I think that's the key sometimes with these six furlong races. You know, the old theory back in the day when we only used to have the stampede every year, Dan, was... I know an ex-colleague named Vaughan Lynch always told me the best horse will actually dominate 1,200-metre races more than any other race because they'll, uh, they'll, just, they'll just provide their class. And here, I think the ideal scenario might transpire for Terry and maybe even Steel Screens, who staggeringly, as you mentioned... He's an unbelievable miler, but has had four goes over 1,200 metres and never hit the podium. But you kind of think if they do have a crack early, then you would imagine even over 1,200 metres that the class will come to the fore and, and we're in concurrence that, that Terry would be that class runner. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Um, and look, the spread here is pretty good because there is a bit of mm. gate speed, isn't there? And it just, look, at 1,200, they should be generating a bit of tempo, but I think it's um, you're yeah, not going to be more than three lengths off the lead coming off the back straight. We've seen a few of those races now where they seem to fan coming around the final turn and the horses from out the back can get into it. Um, so, But I don't think you'd be wanting to take too short a price about Terry. He could very easily be, if the price has ever uh, come up for human existence, um, <laughs> that, I, look, I don't know what to expect. He could come up at eighty, and you don't want to have a bar of him, because, but he could very easily go 180 out to 3.50 on race night, which we've seen happen before. And particularly, that happens in 1,200-metre races. So... Uh, dare I say it, it might be a race where outside the favourite couple, you might get good overs and, and come the night, if you do like a Terry or a Steel Screens, you might get longer odds. It's just that we've got no idea what we're dealing with here. We're, we're dealing uh, uh, in the dark, aren't we? 
<laughs> we're, we're dancing in the dark. Maybe you can come back with that uh, link, a little bit of uh, dancing in the dark. T- tell me this. Now, uh, maybe I've read into this um, too much, but when you say human existence, have have you got any information that the prices are available on a foreign planet? Have the tab prices come up on Neptune or, or maybe even outside the solar system? Because you talked about human existence, and I, I did wonder whether you have any insight. You're a very intelligent man, Daddy. Do you, do you know something that I don't? Well, if there's somewhere else, it's it's not on this planet, is it? But um, no, no. I, look, there's probably a good reason for it. It could be a tab software problem. It could be someone that's on holidays. It could be someone that forgets about harness racing existing. I don't know, but it just needs to be better. Too often we pick the eyes through it. Maybe they cracked the sads because we had a crack on them last week. I don't know, but it's just it's we need to deal with something a little bit better. Um, surely these are metropolitan class races. Uh, look, there'd have to be a good reason for it. So um, it, it's just it's in, it's it's becoming too consistent that we're not getting the prices around early. Last week the scratchings weren't even included yet; they were out for 24 hours. How can you bet into those rates? There, there's a few little things there. We've got to work on really hard. It's got to be much better. What's offered uh, and the collaboration between Harness Racing Victoria or Harness Racing in Victoria, and particularly the tab. We want to we want to work well with the tab here. They they used to uh, offer the earlier prices. We can deduce them. We can uh, massage some of the markets. We can assist in people wanting to have a bet uh, early. We can't do that right now. Right now, live, we haven't got the races to work off. We don't know what we're dealing with. We've got ideas of what to expect, but mm. um, I just hope that's not going to become the norm lately because with all due respect, with all due respect, and I saw your uh, comments this week uh, with your story about the turnover being decent um, uh, last Saturday night. I, I'm not sure that was the case. Uh, you know, I get the feeling that slightly spin doctored, but it was, it was okay. There's no doubt it was okay. But when you look at the pools uh, of the TAB, which is the total Isaida, they don't look so impressive. It's the fixed odds market that carries a lot of the significant turnover, and that's because you can get fixed odds prices in the days leading up, or at least 24 hours before the day of. And particularly, that's the heavy stream uh, that punters would look towards rather than the tote price because they know that they're going to get that. So with that in mind, and if it's not available now, it sort of defeats the purpose, doesn't it? It certainly does. Uh, And look, sort of an information filtered through to me. Not, uh, I took it as... Well, and, and really, I I better pull up. And they're not going to suck down Balecki, but I tell you what, if I keep talking about this, I'll, I'll get the lemon and sars. Uh, four races down, five races to go. We'll take a break and we'll come back and we'll talk about the tailor-made lumber. It's a small field, but it's an intriguing race. Back very soon on the Friday form battle. Even if we're just dancing. 